the long-awaited podcast. We're going to learn how to fly today, folks. Please welcome my guest, Daniel F. Thompson. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Dr. Thompson, how are you? <laughs> Long time to see. How you been? Yeah, doing doing great. I uh, I too am sipping my coffee. Are you in a Are you in a hotel somewhere? I am. I'm in uh, Atlanta this morning. Oh, not too far away, actually. No, not too far. We got in late last night, and then we leave here in a couple hours and go to New Orleans, and then back to Chicago, and then uh, hopefully I'll catch my flight home. Whew. You yeah. know, uh, um, they say. Uh, Exhausted flying can be as dangerous as drunk flying. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I can go to prison for drunk flying. I don't think I can for uh, exhausted Or fall asleep flying. at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, autopilot's got it. F- fall fall asleep at the autopilot, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. The co-pilot sitting right next to me. So. Nice. Perfect. Um, cool. I think, I think out of everybody in uh, the league, you have the coolest jobs of anybody. Um, Thank you. It has lended me to, unfortunately, I I feel like this is going to be a really short interview about football. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have been flying, and uh, I got a duplex not too long ago, and I started renovating that. And, yeah. uh, I had a couple tenants move out of houses this year, and so my um, me being up on football is maybe one game this year. Yeah. It's been rough. So yeah. I, I, half the time I even forget. I'm like, oh, crap, fantasy. And I don't want to not – If I, I'm afraid if I would take a break from the league, I'm afraid I'll never get back into it. And so I knew this season was just going to be tough. not good for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be tough. Yeah, well, it's funny. I, I um, was really excited about you know getting everybody more involved this year, but this year has been like the busiest for me too. So I've there's been a couple yeah. weeks, or like two weeks. So about three weeks ago, I forgot to fill out my lineup completely because uh, I got mixed up. And then this week, did I win that? I might have actually won. That. I think I you did. One of the few that I've won. <laughs> Thank you for that. Hey, no problem, man. <laughs> two uh, two uh, mediocre forces combined. Um, exactly. Collided. Um, and then this week, I was uh, watching Thursday Night Football, and I was playing Garoppolo and Kittle, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I was texting, I was playing, oh, I was playing uh, Tim, Timothy Price, and um, okay. yeah. he texted me, and he goes, man, you're being really generous. I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you didn't even fill out your roster this week. And I was like, oh, crap. So... <laughs> Fortunately, it was Thursday night and not Sunday afternoon. So oh yeah, uh, I've had a I've had a couple of those uh, recently too. Yeah, so everything I've been like giving people crap about, like I've been guilty of this year. So yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, Dan Thompson is a commercial airline pilot and also a real estate investor, right? Um, and real estate agent. Actually, a couple of the league members I've sold houses to at one point or another. Oh, so. nice. Oh. <laughs> um, so this is a commercial for yeah. you. Um, yeah, basically. There you yeah. go. Oh, I'm just kidding. Call Dan Thompson, real, realtor. He'll fly to your house. 
Um, exactly. Uh, other than um, uh, Elliot Humphrey being a international spy, like this is uh, this is the next best job. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's like I said, it's fun. Been definitely gone a lot, and uh, yeah, it just it's been a, a rough year for me in, in football, but. You know, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, next season. Yeah, <laughs> I'm planning for that because it's not—it's not good for the rest of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We call that the Bengals approach. Hopefully, next season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I like that Halloween costume that had Dalton with the bench strap to his butt yes. just walking around. <laughs> that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> yeah, just sent that a few minutes ago. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what? Uh, wh- who's your team? I don't think I know who your team is in the NFL. Do you have a team? Okay, so I do. All right. And I always feel like this requires a story because uh, from where I'm from. Oh, that's what we're here for. We're here for the stories. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, my team is always has been actually the Dallas Cowboys. And okay. The reason why it was the Cowboys, when I was little, Thanksgiving, I, I never watched football when I was a little kid, but the only football game I would watch every year over Thanksgiving was always Cowboys-Redskins. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a lot of family that's from Dallas. My uh, got some aunts, uncles, cousins, a bunch of people that live down there. My grandma, Geist, even though she was from Dayton here, she always rooted for Dallas because her favorite son, Uncle Nathan, lived down there. So ever since I was little, the only team I remember anybody in my family ever rooting for on a consistent basis was the Dallas Cowboys. So mm. since I was four or five years old, that's just who I always rooted for. Yeah. And them and the Bengals. Yeah. But I think I think that's how they became America's team. Uh, everybody calls the Cowboys America's team. I, I mean, I didn't, exactly. I didn't vote for them, but um, uh, I think it was because they always played on Thanksgiving nationwide, and it was back when yep. – you know, started back when people only had three television channels and you watch, that's what you watched. And uh, yeah, exactly. We were getting the bunny ears and the tinfoil between the, the two little antennas to try yeah. to get a better signal up at our farm in Pennsylvania. So, yeah. Um, and so yeah, they're just, they're just all over the place. So, um, that's cool. Uh, how yeah. do you feel about the Cowboys this year? Have you gotten to watch any games with as much traveling? I have, I've gotten to watch about, uh, two and, um, I don't think that they're doing that well this year either, are they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they they have promised. Like they started off hot and then they got cold, and I think yeah. they, they have all the components. It just doesn't seem well, that's to be. What they, they started off three and zero. Oh, yeah, I think so. Three and two, and then it just kept going downhill from there. And they're yeah four and five or something like that. And now I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna see what their record is. Um, so what? So what is your schedule like with the flying? Are you gone five days a week, six days a week? Actually, okay. So so far this year, I, um, in this October and November would be a little bit different because I actually packed my schedule a lot, so I'd have the whole last week or so of November off. But so far this year, I've averaged about eighteen to nineteen days off a month. But okay. those days off have been. Um, I, I've had two tenants that moved out and kind of left the house in a disaster so i had to go and i've redone two houses so far this uh uh, summer oh wow and then like i said i just got this duplex and so i started getting that here recently so all my days off have basically been spent doing that yeah it's been about six days a week i get sunday off typically and then uh, that's you know church and by the time i'm done with family lunch and all that it's it's gone but normally my flight schedule is 
probably go out and I'll fly for about four days at a time. Then I'll have four to seven days off somewhere in there typically. Okay. And you're with, are you still with Spirit Airlines? Still with Spirit, yep. Okay. And how far do you fly? What's your route or distance? We, uh, all over. Um, this last trip we did, uh, actually the trip I'm on right now, I've gone coast to coast a couple times. Um, a lot of times, not so much out of Chicago, but out of um, Fort Lauderdale, some of our other big bases, we do a lot of South America flights. Oh, wow. Every now and then I'll get those, but I, as of right now, we go as far south as Lima, Peru. Okay. Um, and then we're getting some longer range aircrafts coming here in the next couple of years, and they want to keep going further and further south in South America. Spirit likes South America a lot as opposed to Europe. Huh. A lot of it has to do with the flight rules and what happens if you cancel a flight and all that. That's, yeah. um, I don't know. If, did you ever hear of Wow Airlines? Yes, I remember Wow. Yeah. They went out of business. And part of the reason why was if you fly in and out of Europe at all, mm-hmm. they basically say if you cancel a flight for any reason at all, you have to pay for people's hotels, their food, vouchers, all that. It doesn't matter if it was like weather here in the United States and South America. If a flight cancels because of weather, the airline, no matter what airline it is, isn't going to reimburse you. Oh, wow. That's right. If um, you cancel for a mechanical issue or your own issue, then you have to pay for it. Well, while airlines had aircraft that could hold up to like 250 people. Mm-hmm. So anytime they canceled or delayed, um, they had to start paying hotels and wow. anything like that would cost every canceled flight would cost a hundred and some thousand dollars uh, euros. Yeah. And just you get a couple you get a couple months of real bad weather and storms that yeah. just puts a big damper on an airline and they just, they didn't make it. So. Wow. And that was, those are the South American rules or the European? Those are the European rules. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so yeah. a lot of U S carriers like to focus a lot more on central and South America mm-hmm. because they don't have those, uh, they don't have those rules in place. Wow. Yeah. Neither does the United States. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Airlines and you, and you think can put a, and you can put a little bit of that, uh, cocaina on the plane on the flight back too yeah. i don't know what you're talking about a little, <laughs> a little bit of that colombian coffee if you know what i mean yeah that might have uh that might have been when i flew cargo years ago no, yeah <laughs> you know that's that's why you think about like that stuff is so pervasive i mean you, can, you never know what you you could have uh, oh, yeah that's true uh, uh in fact i'm drinking uh um honduran coffee this morning so nice. again back to uh timmy bryce uh, he yeah. was traveling from Kentucky to Florida this weekend, and they stopped by late last night to stay at our house overnight to cut the trip in half. And uh, he dropped off some coffee before he left out this morning. So, cool. getting a little of that uh, Central American feel yeah. at least. Um, well, great, man. So, um, oh, your Cowboys, by the way, I looked it up. They're four and three. Yeah, and they, they're actually number one in the NFC East. So, very um, good. Just a, just in front of the Eagles, who are four and four. So uh, it looks like the moral of <laughs> and then there's the Bengals or what? Oh, uh, and <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are. Let's 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 get a, a roundup here. So NFC. If you're an NFC fan, you got Cowboys leading the East. Niners obviously eight and zero leading the yep. West. Um, let's see who I got. The Packers leading the NFC North. They're at seven and one. They're probably the scariest other team in the NFC. Uh, Vikings are right behind them at number two in the north. NFC South, you have the Saints, Panthers, Buckers, Buccaneers, and Falcons. Heading over to the American Football Conference, we have Patriots number one at eight and zero. Eric Edom's Bills at five and two. 
uh, we have <laughs> uh, we have the Chiefs leading the AFC West at five and three, followed by the Raiders at three and four. Then we have Ravens. So AFC North, where uh, it's kind of the heart of our group here. Uh, you have Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and Bengals. Bengals are at the bottom of the barrel at zero and eight. So one of those years. One of those years. No, that's basically one of those decades for the Bengals. Oh, that's true. Or franchise history. <laughs> yeah, uh, Eric Harris was telling me that this is the they have the longest streak for uh, no playoff wins in the NFL. Something like 21, okay. 21 seasons or something like that. Seems about right. But uh, hey, you can always bounce. It's the NFL. You can always bounce back. Yeah. One day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you weren't the Browns where you uh, you thought you were going to be good and then you were terrible. So That is true. That is true. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I feel like we've kind of caught up on, on what you're doing. Um, where uh, – what do you do when you're back home? You said you're obviously spending a lot of time on the real estate investment mm-hmm. and that, that sort of thing. What's a, what's a day – other than that, what's a, a day in life like back in Ohio? Man, Ohio, there's just so many exciting things going on. <laughs> I noticed that you guys all fled pretty quickly, which is fine. This is fine. And, uh, every now and then I think about doing the same thing myself. It'd be nice just to live in base up in Chicago or mm. Fort Lauderdale or Las Vegas, any, any place really. No, oh, so um, what do you do? Do you have to go hop to Dayton International and, and head up to um, yeah. Chicago? Is that yep. how you do it? Okay. Yep. There's about... Uh, 10 to 14 flights a day between Dayton and Chicago. It's actually a real easy commute. It's about 40 minute flight and take a nap and wake up and I'm at work. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, but no, um, you know, the past year has been, uh, also pretty crazy. My, my cousin Sierra and her husband, Trey moved in with me, um, about a year and three months ago and they okay. have boys that are a year and two months old. Oh, so, yeah, they're, um, the apartment they were in, uh, they kind of lived over near the green, and uh-huh. that, there's that one apartment complex right over there that actually the whole thing caught on fire. And then, oh, wow. uh, yeah, and then the uh, they were in one of the downstairs apartments, and we had a lot of rain a year and a half ago, and their apartment completely flooded, got black mold in it, mm. and uh, they, they didn't want to be there anymore, so... Wow. Uh, they moved in with me. They bought a house uh, not too long ago. Uh, yeah. They've been fixing it up, and so they're uh, they're getting ready to move out here uh, in the next couple weeks, I think. But um, at any rate, yeah, no, um, Ohio's been good. Just time with friends and family and getting involved at uh, Dayton Avenue Baptist Church now. Okay. In Kenya. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, trying to get involved there. Just been going there for the past, uh, oh, probably three or four months now. Okay. Yeah, um we we love Ohio by the way. We we did leave. Um well I, the nice place. Yeah, I do well I do tell people they say they say what's what's Ohio like um versus South Carolina and I say well if in Ohio if you look out your back door you have soybeans and if you look out your front door you have corn. Um yes. In South Carolina if you look out your back door you have the mountains and if you look out your front door yeah. you have the beach. So it's uh you know, yeah, that's not too bad. It just there's that old uh, there's over 24 astronauts that have come from Ohio. I don't know if you knew and, that or not. And the most presidents. Yes, uh, and it was like, what is it about your state that makes people want to flee the Earth? <laughs> we have the most astronauts of any uh, any state. Oh, uh, so. that's funny. I didn't I didn't know that about astronauts. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I kick myself for not having gone to uh, Neil Armstrong's house while I was there. Doesn't he still live in Ohio? Or is it Buzz? Buzz Aldrin. Uh, mm, One of them. Buzz? Yeah, I actually, both of them, I think. Still maybe. live in Ohio? And I think they're people like people go up and knock on his door, and they're like, hey, was the, was the moon landing real? Oh, and I'm sure. Did you guys really uh, do it? So, yeah. Um, Every now and then you meet people like that, or conspiracy theorists that we never went to the moon it's like you you know that you can actually like you either google moon it or actually um my i flew with a guy when i was at, at comair and he was a uh, nasa scientist and he actually worked mm. on he was a rocket scientist he worked on sending oh, people cool. to the moon so he, he always had a lot to say about that and he's like you know we still get information and data every single day from the um from the sensors that they left on the first moon mission that are sitting up there. They're all still operational, most all of them oh, wow. work. There's nothing up there to really help destroy them. And he's like, in fact, if you take a green laser and you know where to hit it, you can actually reflect it off of the, on a clear night, you can actually reflect it off some of the solar panels that are still open on uh, some of the setup they have up there. Which I haven't oh, done that. I don't know if that's true cool. enough. It was very, very assured me that that was a, a, a true story. Huh. So. <laughs> that, that would be kind of fun to try out. Um, well, I'm sure as, a, as a, an airline pilot, you have uh, plenty of information for the flat earthers out there. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Kyrie <laughs> Irving. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to say this over the uh, announcement so bad, you know, especially if we go somewhere like, um, you know, coast to coast or something like that, a lot of times you'll actually do what's called a great circle route. You'll actually fly north a little bit and the airplane will arc and then come back down because as the earth turns, the further north you go, the shorter the distances. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's either a great, you know, we can do a great circle route or for you flat earthers, we're going to get there via sorcery and black magic. I, I'm not <laughs> sure how this can work. <laughs> north, gonna... south, east, and west don't really work on a, on a flat surface. You'll we'll eventually <laughs> go north. You, you'd be able to do that forever. Same with southeast and yeah. west. But well, maybe you guys just, okay. you, go, you go over the edge, wrap around underneath, and come back up on the other side. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. That's why we ask you to close the window shades. We don't. Hold on. We don't want you to. Uh, we don't want you to see the the edge of the earth. There, NASA's done a really good job at protecting it. <laughs> That's so, so funny. It's crazy, man. It's it's crazy that um, we live in such a an age uh, that so much science and research is available, but so many people are becoming like anti science or anti. Exactly. Like, there's a big there's a big push for 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 weird stuff right now. It's, it's odd. Oh, yeah, so. just because you know people have Google doesn't make them smart yeah <laughs> um so i know you've been busy have you been able to listen to other podcasts um that we've done uh, other episodes a couple here and there um but uh yeah I, i've been trying to keep up with it as, as i can and honestly what my plan was on some of these longer flights maybe download them and just let them play in the background a little bit yeah. you should <laughs> you should play them for the whole cabin like, exactly. hey guys. let everybody enjoy it the, uh here listen to some people growing. that you don't know talk about stuff you're not interested in <laughs> fastest growing fantasy football podcast in the nation <laughs> right <laughs> um that's funny so we always do a section on here um uh called dad jokes so you have a dad and uh you know being a, a male yourself that that spirits within True. you um what is your <laughs> best dad joke oh my goodness um 
Actually, in the uh, the spirit of talking about the moon, mine would be, did you hear about the restaurant, uh, restaurant on the moon? No. There's great food, but no atmosphere. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Home run. Yeah, that would, uh, oh, the spirit of that will go with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, um, well, good. See, it's it's good when you can come. Like you can just come up with them on the spot. That's uh, nobody has to go think about it. Or they're they're inside you. The dad jokes are inside you. They're just there. They're waiting. Yeah, yeah. They're waiting. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, so we do a we. There's another section that we do on every show called 3M, and it's uh, music, movies, uh, and media. And media is kind of all a right. catch-all for you know reading or or really anything. I. Um, that you want to talk about, but what, what would you recommend right now in, uh, in those three categories, music, movies, media? Uh, so music, um, I literally have every type of conceivable music on my, uh, on my iPhone. Um, I have Christian to rock, to rap, to punk, to emo, to classical, to EDM, but, uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, a lot of what I've been listening to recently is um, different types of EDM. I like that type of music. Yeah. It's very upbeat. Um, and, Literally. Uh, working, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and when I'm working it, uh, on a house or something like that, it just it's just kind of there in the background, but it kind of keeps you going at the same time. Um, it doesn't really get slow or anything like that, so it always yeah. kind of keeps going. Um and I'm trying to think of some of the artists I've been listening we, to here recently. We used to, yeah. Um, I, I guess it's um, an outgrowth of techno. Um, I mm-hmm. I wasn't super interested in EDM um, until recently. I watched an interview with uh, Steve Aoki. Yeah, um, uh, he did a really good um, uh, remix on um, Blink One Eighty Two, uh, one of Blink One Eighty Two songs here recently. Oh, uh, cool. I'm Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'll, fi- I'll find it and put it in the show notes um, so people yeah. can, can listen to that one. Um, but yeah, and after that interview, I was like, oh, you know, I, could, I was learning, you know, listening to how he makes the music and what's behind it and everything. I was like, oh, I should check that out. So I've been trying to listen to a little bit of EDM recently. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good recommendation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you like the Blink-182 and Steve Aoki's done a lot of work with them here recently and... Um, he cool. did one was called why why are we so broken and the other one is um ah, it'll come to me in a minute i can hear the song in my head <laughs> <laughs> um movies i'm trying to think of one that i watched here recently that i really really liked um <clears throat> outside of you know everybody well john wick three that was yes. fun just because it, they're yes. just ridiculous over the top so mm-hmm. but that being said i actually liked joker it had some slower parts in it yeah everybody freaked out about the movie and needed trigger warnings and all this sort of stuff and yeah. i guess my thing is you saw hopefully i won't try to won't spoil anything if anybody hasn't seen it yet you see about five people total die i think in the movie yeah three he shoots a couple of stuff one he suffocates one he's in John Wick 3, there was like that 
one of the opening scenes when he starts killing people with the knives and the gun. There's more brutal deaths in 30 seconds in John Wick 3 of him chasing people down and brutally murdering them it's than true. the entire two and a half hours of Joker. So, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Joker was good. I watched an older movie the other day. Um, I'm trying to think of what the name of it was. And I had a couple of trips here recently where we just seemed to follow this massive storm around the United States everywhere we went. It was just downpouring and rain, and there's nothing to go do. I mean, they got, we were in New Orleans, they had five inches of rain in about five hours or something like that. Ooh. I mean, just flooded. Everything was flooded. The airport was flooded, and so we were just sitting there, not much to go do. So I ended up watching a couple movies, and um, oh, I'm trying to think of one I saw here. It was kind of an offbeat sci-fi sort of movie but that that typically is my go-to genre either sci-fi or oh, some really? sort of dystopian okay. era yeah um but everything now just seems to be um you know dystopian or right. off planet it might not be uh one of the movies that i watched recently but um one i'm excited that they're bringing back is um uh oh my goodness i just blanked on it it's okay. We have editing. We have editing power. We can. Uh, I can cut this part out and make it sound like it was right <laughs> on the top. Here's Dan stumbling around. Yeah. To, oh, the Expanse. The Expanse. The Expanse. Oh, cool. That was a What's that about? sci-fi show. It was based off of us, uh, a book series, but no, it's about. Um, uh, it's somewhat Game of Thronish in their politics. There's a lot of different factions, and there's this. Um, it's you start giving a bunch of it away but there's um you have these different factions and earth mars and then there's this alien race that comes into play and uh basically earth is trying to help trump up a war so they can get a bunch of funding um they're trying to accuse mars of doing a bunch of things and then these rogue um these rogue basically space pirates more or less find this uh, secret spaceship take it and then they are they get involved and they're on both sides and they're trying to stop the earth from destroying mars because it turns out that there's this entire alien race out there that is manipulating a lot of this stuff behind the scenes and but uh it had gotten canceled it was on sci-fi it had gotten canceled and then amazon bought it and picked it up okay uh, and so they're about to bring it back um available on amazon prime yes uh, Netflix now. Oh, Netflix now. I think. The Expanse. Um, hold on. Is it Netflix or is it Amazon? Um, actually, I think it is Prime. It is Prime. Let's see. The yeah, Amazon Prime. Okay. There it is. I found it. Um, Ooh, four seasons. Yes, that's the fourth. that had been canceled at the end of the third, and then Amazon saved it and, and brought it back. Cool. So it's it's pretty good that's yeah that's one thing that i i think is cool about these streaming platforms is that's happened quite a few times with series that are really good and for whatever reason a network cancels yeah um i think that's what happened with uh um like brooklyn 99 and and all those shows yeah pick back up same thing with rest of development which the first three seasons i think were some of the best written tv of all time four seasons (laughs) somewhat bomb this season was actually pretty good again so uh yeah yeah 
man, what other movie did I watch here recently? Oh, I find <laughs> I'm not really big into horror movies. Um, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I watched one, and it, it just turned out it was it was just super jumpy. It was uh, Woman in Black. It's a little bit older. Okay. But uh, me and Trans here, I, I finished building kind of a theater room in my basement. So we got the surround sound turned up and on the big screen, and it, it was just very jumpy. Yeah. Very, very jumpy. Um, the other one I watched recently was Zombieland 2. Okay. So I don't know if you ever saw the first one. It's just kind of like a... No. It's basically a comedy. Right. And uh, first Zombieland is on Netflix right now. Second one just came out in theaters. But it's just ridiculous. Like some of these people that are able to survive in this zombie apocalypse. Um, has Bill Murray in it for a little while. So if that tells you much of anything, <laughs> he's got uh, a little bit, a couple cameos in it. Yeah. Um, to me, that movie was just hysterical um that's great he uh he was just bill, speaking of bill murray he was just in an airport recently and went up to the uh, airport chick-fil-a and filled out an app- application and applied for a job <laughs> i saw Chick-fil-A. that <laughs> <laughs> i saw uh, that he's so uh, funny lost he, in space is another one i really liked okay yeah we're getting uh, a, a plethora of uh yes media recommendations yes um, but basically anything that has to do with space, spaceships, okay. travel, stuff like that, uh, those are uh, those are kind of my go-to for shows and movies. And um, yeah. the one I haven't watched yet that I've been excited to is El Camino. Yes. Is, have you seen it? Yes, I did. I won't spoil ah. it for you. So, okay. But uh, yeah, watch it. Uh, I, I got it downloaded and I keep meaning to watch it, but I want to watch it, you know, when I'm out flying or something like that, and kind of pass the time on, um, on a bad day. That's so funny. <laughs> we've been getting in at midnight, two o'clock in the morning every day this week. And yeah, I don't feel like starting a movie this late. Yeah, so maybe yeah. when I get back. So what happens when you get old, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, exactly. Um, so I'm going to changing subjects. What does it take to become a commercial airline pilot, and what's that? Uh, process like and and how do you get there okay so how i started and how most people do is you go to any small airport Um, most of them will have something called an fbo which is a fixed base operator okay and those are places where you can take flight lessons and almost everyone will give you an introductory flight lesson where you just go up you kind of fly the aircraft around the pattern obviously you're going up with an instructor um and from there they will uh You know, if it's something you like, you continue on, you start taking lessons. Everything is, it's actually the most heavily regulated industry, transportation industry in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So from the exams you take to the questions you're even asked to the airplanes that you're allowed to fly, everything is going to be regulated by the government. Um, I'm definitely not a big fan of any sort of government interference regulation, but the U.S. actually has one of the safest uh, aviation records ever we've been without a deadly crash except for one woman that kind of got sucked out of a southwest window um <laughs> for lie. 10 12 years now wow. we haven't had any, any crashes that resulted in deaths um from a commercial airline pilot but wow. basically you go and, and you start flying at uh you take lessons and in about 40 or 50 flight hours you can get your private pilot license okay. um that will allow you to basically just fly an airplane when it's really nice outside 
Um, there's no okay. weather, no storms, the winds aren't too strong, but you can, you can go flying about anywhere you want with that type of license. Um, from there, the next one you would get would be called an instrument rating. And that is every air, every pilot I think should have that rating. Um, okay. basically it allows you to fly without looking outside. So like mm. almost all airline pilots, most of the time, even from the time we take off till we about land, we're. You know, we take off, rotate, and we're basically just looking at our instruments because everything is, um, all the routes you fly are, you have to be within 0.1 miles of your initial, of your route. Um, yeah. Because there's so many airplanes, like, so we're taking off out of Atlanta, flying in and out of here all week. It's one of the busiest airports in the, in the world. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody is taken off at the same time. You're only, you know, a couple thousand feet laterally from the aircraft taking off next to you so you have to be exactly on your course so your instrument rating is what allows you to do that so you're, you're flying by ground-based or satellite-based navigation that one takes a little bit longer to get so they'll, they'll take you up and they'll actually put either a hood over your eyes so you can't see anything but your dashboard <clears throat> and all your instruments or they'll just cover up the cockpit completely so you oh can't my. see outside all right so you got to learn how to fly by that. You have to learn how to land with that. Um, you know, there's the, but that is a very important one to have. Um, John F. Kennedy Jr. had died in an air, in an aircraft accident. Um, he only had his instrument rating. Him and his whole family died. Mm. And he flew into a cloud bank off the coast of uh, Martha's Vineyard or somewhere uh, in the northeast and lost control of the aircraft. <clears throat> they say that without your instrument rating, if you fly into a solid cloud bank, your life expectancy before you've lost control of the aircraft and will never recover it is about five to ten seconds. Oh, my word. So what causes it, that? Why, why would you just you don't know base, what to look at? And you get disoriented or what? <clears throat> you get very disoriented. Your mind plays a lot of tricks on you and your it, basically a lot has to do with your inner ear. Okay. So the airplane starts, if you go into a cloud bank and you get bumped, the airplane is now, like, say, slowly turning to the left. You have your cochleas inside of your ear, which are, like, your axes that give you the sensation of movement. Yeah. If you start turning a little bit, the fluid in those start moving, and it produces the sensation that you're turning. Well, after, you know, a couple seconds, that will actually stop. So all of a sudden, the airplane is banked to the left. You think you're flying straight. If you ever level the aircraft back out, all of a sudden you feel like you're falling to the right, so you tighten up your turn to the left. So John F. Kennedy Jr. died in what's called a graveyard spiral. The aircraft was almost heading straight down, and it was in a 90-degree bank and swirling straight like this, and he thought he was flying straight and level. no idea. Wow. Because his ears were so messed up, and all of his uh, senses were messed up. So you yeah. learn to fly based not on your feelings but based on what your instruments is, are saying fascinating um and even still every now and then that'll happen it doesn't happen very often to airline pilots because we're so used to flying in the clouds all the time yeah but every now and then you'll look over and you'll see a pilot kind of tilted off to the side a little bit even when he's flying oh, he'll be uh, flying straight and level but he'll be tilted a little bit and uh because it feels right yeah, because it feels like you got you ask them, you got the leans going on over there. Yeah, just give me a second. I'll be back here in a minute. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. But, you know, but, you know, they're, they're, we're trained just to you fly by your instruments. You don't fly by what you're you're feeling. Um, mm. 
And so that's the next one you get. And then typically after that, most people go to colleges for a lot of this. You can do this through um, ground-based operations, but most of the time you want to go to a college if you're going to get all this stuff. Because yeah. um, then from there, after you, you'll need your commercial, which allows you to fly people for money. It's basically doing your private pilot's license again, but all your maneuvers and everything you had to do is now um, your tolerances for mistakes are halved. So okay. you're, you're hardly allowed off airspeed, altitude, anything like that. You have to just be dead on everything all the time. Um, and that, and you have to do a lot of long cross-country trips where you're flying for, you know, in a small airplane for two or 300 miles without landing, being yeah. able to navigate point to point, being able to navigate to different airports. Um, and then from there, you'll, you would get like a commercial or a multi-engine. So you can obviously fly aircraft with more than one engine. Um, those are always fun to get because it's your first time flying an aircraft that has two engines normally everything mm. you do up until that point is all single engine um but you go up and then you'll do what most airline pilots do is you shut an engine down you have to fly around on one engine you have to land on one engine um and as a commercial especially as a captain captains have to go in for this type of training every six months mm. So we got to go in and take off on one engine, land on one engine, land with fires, land with, with all sorts of stuff. So they, they keep the training very um, rigorous and on schedule here. And if you don't get that training every six months, you can't fly until you do. Wow. So the airline schedules it for you, and they all have their big simulators and, and, and facilities around the world, actually, sometimes that you'll, you'll fly to to get that training at. Um, and then typically from there, once you have all those ratings, you have to become a flight instructor. And that's how most pilots build their hours up is they're flight instructors for other pilots. And then once they get enough time, they'll go to either like a small cargo carrier or to a regional airline. And then from there, they'll go to one of the majors. Wow. So it's, it's a bit of a long process. I just flew with a guy because the airlines need so many pilots right now. I just flew with a guy who went from never flying to being at a airline in about two years which is incredibly oh, wow. fast although it was all he did um six to seven days a week for two years was fly to be able to do that typically to get to that point it takes you know four to five years at wow. least yeah it so, seems like it would be a long process and it seems like you got there pretty young like you've been doing this for a while i have um i you know like i, said, I went to college for it most major airlines will require a four-year degree okay. it doesn't have to be in aviation but it helps yeah but uh, most of them will require a four-year. Most regional pilots don't require that. So a lot of times you'll see people who are a lot older, so regionals. That could be for a bunch of different reasons. One of them could be they never had a four-year degree, and there's not a lot of majors that will hire without that. Um, and the other could just be they got a really good schedule, good quality of life, and they don't want to go back to starting over at the beginning and going from a captain back to a first officer at a major airline. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, it's, does, it, it's a good career. I like it. Um, I say you can be gone a lot. You can be gone a little, um, it all depends on what airline you work for. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the reasons why I do really like spirit is we have the best, uh, quality of life and most days off of any airline oh, wow. uh, in the U S. So our, our contract is built with a, like a minimum of four to five days off in between every flight pairing. Most airlines, a lot of, especially regionals, you'll have two days off maybe, maybe, 
one day off mm. sometimes. So you can get pretty bad schedules. So most people try to get out of those as quick as they can and get to a, a major airline somewhere. But mm. Spirit and Delta both have really good quality of life contracts. What is this concern I'm hearing about with uh, radiation um, when you're up in the sky and passengers? Do you know anything about that? People are talking about I, when you're flying, you're being exposed to a certain amount of radiation and it's bad for yeah, you. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Most of the airline, most, well, all airliners are kind of lined with um, special UV windows. Okay. They're supposed to filter a lot of it out. Most passengers don't have to worry about it. It's more actually the pilots up front um, because we have lots of windows, lots and lots of light comes in. Um, you're obviously out of most of the atmosphere. Over 50% of the atmosphere is below uh, like 18,000 feet. Oh, wow. And it decreases rapidly from there up. So if you're up in the high 30s, low 40s, um, there's not much atmosphere up there to filter out a lot of that radiation. So supposedly they are heavily coated with uv protectant um windows and stuff like that but uh i say i've heard pilots have a higher cancer rate than a lot of other people but then again the united states has one of the highest cancer rates in the world so you know i who knows what that's from yeah a lot of uh a lot of pilots don't eat well and aren't necessarily healthy Uh um Airport food for the course of your entire career is not great. I typically pack uh, and cook a lot of healthy food and try to bring it with me, so I'm eating as little airport food as possible. Ah, so, cool. Fortunately, here in Atlanta, they have Chick Fil A. Yes, <laughs> a lot of there's so a lot excited. of Chick Fil A. Ohio That's... has a Chick Fil A. Yeah, Ohio airport has a Chick Fil A in its airport. So oh, nice, it's awesome. Uh, living the dream. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, this has been a, a great podcast. Um, I feel like I could talk about this stuff forever. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better is if we were doing the recording while you were 41,000 feet in the air. And uh, I can, uh, I'll FaceTime you when I get back over to the airplane later on this afternoon. Yes. And, uh, give you a tour of the plane. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do it. That'd be cool. Yeah, man. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, one. thank you very right. much. Yep. Keep the greasy side down. Always, always. All right, All right bye. <laughs> bye, man. Oh man, just a really great podcast, guys. I loved that one. Um, And the awesome thing about this one is it's really easy to find copyright-free EDM music. So I've got a couple of selections here for you guys. Enjoy. Oh, and next week I will be out of the country. So um, I have a special episode for you guys next week. A few of us got together and recorded a group session, and that will be releasing at normal time next week while we are gone so looking forward to that and check your podcasts on tuesday see ya oh and where are we going you ask um this hails back to episode two or three um eric eden nope not eric eden eric harris and i are going to morocco for a week we're going to get on a couple of camels and ride out into the wilderness and rough it for a few days and then come back. So providing we have electricity and cell phones, which we will, uh, we may record a few sessions while we're out there and keep you guys up to the date, up to date on the trip. So looking forward to that and looking forward to staying in touch with you guys and we will talk soon. Okay, here's your music, bye.